right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it matters. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today is Friday, March 10th, 2023, and what a great day it is, and I'd like to say happy birthday to Sandra Price, and it may be Sandria Price, so let me say that correctly, Zaria Stringer as well. Happy birthday to each of you. I hope your day is full with all the love, peace, joy, and happiness you deserve on this day. And if you would like to get a shout out for your birthday, please send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And so as we continue with Women's History Month and we observe those fabulous women that crypto, today I would like to honor Blythe Masters, who is the former CEO of Digital Asset Holdings, a financial technology firm that develops and distributes ledger technology for wholesale financial services. Masters is the first and most notable Wall Street banker to go into the blockchain sector. And that's really huge, ladies and gentlemen, because she's able to actually contract with these banks to help them understand how and why blockchain technology is so important, just based on her past history with the banking system. So anyway, Blythe works full time in this blockchain space, and she is also the chairman of the governing board of Linux Foundation, which uh, also has open source Hyperledger project, and that's not the hyper fund or anything that any of you are investing in. This is Hyperledger project, and she's also a member of the International Advisory Board of Santander Group. And for those of you who have unfortunately had these high interest rate car loans, that's Santander. And um, Santander usually comes from like CarMax when you cannot get your interest rate that you want or the, the a good bank to give you a good interest rate. They usually kick you off to Santander who charges you 8%, 12%, 15%. 
I've seen some ridiculous Santander loans. However, she is one of the advisory boards for Santander Group, and she's an advisory member for the U.S. Chamber of Digital Commerce. And so, again, our hat goes off to Blythe Masters. For this day or this month for the women who crypto. And so there are a lot of things going on, but we're going to do our cryptocurrency quote today. And I am just going to say the quote that I pulled today is a toss between the war that's going on and the stuff that's happening with the banks. And I just thought this was a great quote today. And it says Bitcoin is like a nuclear weapon for self-defense designed to protect your wealth and your privacy from the most powerful forces in the world. With its decentralized structure, it can't be shut down or taken away by governments or banks. So if you want protection for your money, Bitcoin is your best bet. I say that it could not have been stated better. And that is a quote by Arif Nassim. And uh, I'm just excited about that because I absolutely love it. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many things happening in this cryptocurrency space. And what we are doing is really honing in and starting to learn about different technologies and wording inside of both old money and new money. And because there are so many things happening, I really am trying to educate us, not necessarily on what you should be buying in the cryptocurrency space or if you should be participating in the cryptocurrency space. Because again, that's for a licensed advisor and I'm not a licensed advisor. But what I seek to do is really educate you on the systems that are out there and the current events that happen to have all to do with how a lot of these systems function. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about a bank run. And it is my job or my case as a as a crypto. I'm calling myself the crypto attorney and I'm not a, a legal attorney, obviously, but it's my job to convince or to talk to you all or show you all, not convince you, but to talk to you all about why Bitcoin may be one of the best things that you put in your portfolio because of what is going on with the banks. And I hope that some of the education that I've given you all the way this last year and a half have continued to build upon and bring us to the times that we're seeing right now. And I would venture to say, as I was preparing for this show today, I said, they're going to give me the new name of Dion Warwick. Y'all know what Dion Warwick did, right? She has, she had a, a, a crystal ball and she could tell the future, but I don't want to be Dion Warwick. I just know God does everything decently and in an order. And he gives us clues, ladies and gentlemen. And he allowed us to be able to take notes from history. And so everything we've been learning as even as much as that federal FDIC 
advisory committee meeting that I talked to you all about where the banks, the FDIC was trying to figure out if they should tell the American people that their money was in trouble being in the bank. And again, you all can listen to past shows so I can catch you up. But when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you that exactly what I told you all was going to start happening in the regular old money bank system has started to happen. And today is one of our first examples of what is going on with the banks. Now, this doesn't have to deal with cryptocurrency specifically, but it is something that you need to know and something that you need to understand. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. Just as I told you all, the FDIC, well, I didn't tell you, the FDIC told you themselves at the advisory committee meeting in November. However, I just reiterated what they stated and really gave you a place to go and look and listen for yourself. We talked about bail-ins. We talked about the possibility of there being bank runs if they told people that their money was at risk in the banks. We also talked about the fact that there were going to be several different banks that were going to start having some turmoil. Now, I have to submit to you today that what is going on with this particular bank, even though it says Silicon Valley has absolutely nothing to do with cryptocurrency specifically, it is the federal, um, it's the, um, it's the, um, the federal bank. It's a federal bank. It is FDIC insured. And so as I read this, I want you all to know everything that we're, we've been talking about are building blocks. Bitcoin is not linear. You have to learn the technology, but you've got to understand why it's critically important to own and hold your own money. No matter what it is, you need to be in control. And this is one of the reasons. And no, none of us listening may be banking with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. We none of us. However, what is happening with Silicon Valley Bank is getting ready to happen with many other banks. That is why the Federal Deposit of Insurance Corporation's advisory committee meeting was talking about telling the American people what is about to happen. And it's going down. It's here. It happened today. And so let's dig in. So according to the Wall Street Journal, ladies and gentlemen, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed following runs on deposits. And we're going to talk about what a run on the bank actually means because I'm here to educate you. So just just hold on. We're not around the corner yet. So just, just walk me, with me on this one. So the regulators shut down Silicon Valley Bank after a bank run doomed the lender. And again, this is a bank because they had plans to raise capital. But Silicon Valley Bank collapsed at warp speed after it announced a big loss on bond holdings, which has nothing to do with cryptocurrency, ladies, tanking its stock, 
which has nothing to do with cryptocurrency and sparking withdrawals. Deposits are now under control of FDIC. Remember that advisory board that said they were going to use bail-ins to bail out the bank. So follow me because this is going to go somewhere and you all are going to see how critically important it is not to have all your eggs in banks right now. That being stated, the next point I have is that the bank's stock tumbled. So a lot of people invest in banks because they think it's so, so safe. If you heard anything I said about that advisory committee, it is not a smart thing right now for you to have stocks or hold any stocks in banks right now. Federal Reserve banks, period. But again, you're grown. You can do whatever you want to do. I am just telling you that the writing is on the wall and the warning shots have been sounded by FDIC. So make no mistakes about it. There's a massive banking problem. It is here. It is going to get continuously worse and you all will start to see these things. So First Republic, which is a bank behind Silicon Bank, uh, Silicon Valley Bank is actually starting to see some issues. And so we don't know what's going to happen with First Republic. So those of you that may bank with First Republic, you got another warning shot. Okay, and so maybe later we'll talk about what went wrong with uh, Silicon Valley Bank, but I'm not here for that today. What I am here to share with you is that Republican uh, Eric Swalwell actually took to Twitter today to tell everyone who is not getting their money out of their bank, who's who's not getting their money out of the bank. And I'm repeating this because I just know they don't want this information to get out. And I hear the technical difficulties. But again, this representative, Eric Swalwell, stated on Twitter that he's working with his California colleagues to address the Silicon Valley Bank crisis. Now, I need you to listen to me. We must make sure all deposits exceeding the FDIC 250K limit are honored. Banking is about confidence. If the depositors lose confidence on the safety of their deposits over 250K, then we are in trouble. So there's a whole lot of things wrong with that tweet, first and foremost. The biggest one that glares at me, as everybody knows when you walk into the bank, that it states that anything over $250,000 is not insured because it says you're insured up to up to 250,000 through the federal deposit of in insurance corporations. But not only that, I've been sharing with each and every one of you on the radio that that $250,000 is per depositor. So if you have it in bank of America, if you have it in Wells Fargo, if you have it in all these different banks, ladies and gentlemen, you are only safe for one $250,000 deposit is not you in general at all these different institutions is per depositor. So the first and foremost, that's a problem. So the second thing that I see reading this, what makes the rich and the wealthy 
feel as though they can go above that limit, but have some sort of recourse if something happens at the bank. And this statement right here lets me know that there are rules for some, but there are some other rules for others. And we always know this, but just understand it is, this is real and this is happening right now. So he is saying he's talking to hit the powers that be about making sure that everything over 250 is honored. Like I've never heard or seen that before. So of course this took to Twitter like a bad apple and people started going absolutely crazy because they start tweeting things like the 250k limit is clear and there for a reason if you hold more money than that in an account then you're taking a risk it's not others responsibility to cover that risk and so guess who would cover those risks ladies and gentlemen remember I told you and I taught you about a bail-in anything over $250,000 that FDIC is holding right now I guarantee you whether they make it public or not they're going to take that money to bail in the banks because our government can no longer bail out banks the reason why you haven't heard anything about banks collapsing or anything like that because when they got to this point in 2007 and 2008 they got bailouts so you never heard of it this is the first Bank in history, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching banking history unfold. And so let me go a little bit further. I'm not going to read any more tweets, but he got reamed for this. And somebody said, this sounds like a Republican tweet. But anyway, we're not going to I'm not going to go too far down that line because I know some of you are Republicans. And I will say to you, it doesn't matter either way. Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever you are, you need to be controlling your your um, you need to control your funds. And somebody asked the last question, how will they be honored with taxpayers money? And I had to put a heart there and say, you're absolutely correct. A bell in because they told us they would be doing this. But I want to go just a tad bit further to help you understand what a bank run is. So you all understand that bank runs are going to start to happen more and more and more in the United States. And I was actually looking for that actual article that states, um, that this is the first bank in history um, that has had this particular problem exactly this way. But what is a bank run and what is meant by that? Well, a bank run actually occurs when a bunch of customers run to withdraw all their money simultaneously from their deposit accounts with a banking institution for fear that the institution might become insolvent. And that is exactly what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. And there's going to be more banks exactly like that. And so what um, are bank runs and why are they bad? A bank run is, uh, as we know, it's that sudden withdrawal, but that will collapse a bank immediately and they absolutely did that because they don't have any money to pay employees they don't have any money whatsoever because everybody ran into the bank and got their money out and so they have no money to circulate to do the things that they need to do and when 
the American people figure out that the banks cannot do anything without us. They're using our money for their business model and they've been using our money for their business models for years. And so it's finally coming to roost and it's going to be like a domino. It's going to be one here, one there, just a little bit, because as we get smarter as people and understand that we need to control our money and not allow other people to make, they've been making trillions quadrillions of dollars off our backs with the money that we make from our jobs and the money that we're storing up for retirement and they're doing they've been having a shing ding ladies and gentlemen and this is exactly why bitcoin was created so that we never have to worry another day in our life about whether or not a bank is gonna go belly up and prior to this, everybody could always say, oh, nothing will happen to your money because it's FDIC insured. Well, I hope I have been showing you really systematically how that is just not so and how because they were always able to be bailed out. There was no risk and nobody had to worry until Obama came in and put in place the fact that they could no longer bail out banks. Now FDIC is saying, oh my goodness, we haven't had to really give anybody any money because the government would bail them out. But now if the government's not going to bail it out, are they going to use our FDIC money? Of course not. We're going to use the American people's money to bail these banks out. And so you're going to start to see exactly how this not the bank gets bailed out, but everybody who had money on deposit that has been used for other things and now there's no money to pay them. The money has to come from somewhere. And so it's going to come from deposits that were already on record over 250,000 for starters. And then I believe they're going to start to dip into anything under $250,000. That's why that representative was just saying he wants to make sure that he keeps all of the confidence of the American people are the depositors because he doesn't want them to lose confidence or worry about the safety of their deposits. Well, they should worry because it is actually happening and getting worse. And so that's what a bank run is. And so just so you guys understand, when was the last bank run that happened in the United States? This happened again in 2007, 2008, but our government came to the rescue. So nobody even really saw it, but there were only three banks that failed at that time. So now we got this bank failing with the government not coming to save them. And then you've got another bank, which I just list, uh, just, we just talked about that will probably come shortly behind this. And as this hits the wave of investors, as this hits wall street, as stocks start to plummet, as all of these spider webs and tentacles from this particular bank start to implode. You're going to see things changing. And again, you may not see it, but I'm going to do my darndest as my uh, ex, my, my father-in-law who's now passed away will say, I'm going to do my darndest to make sure that you all see and hear what they're not actually talking about on the news. And so the last bank run, bank ran, run came 2007, 2008. 
And um, it began to change after they got those bailouts and then they were able to kind of pull themselves. I won't even say they pulled themselves up from by their bootstraps. They were given money. So they were able to do what they needed to do. So ladies and gentlemen, we are about to see uh, exactly what happens because we are in a recession prior to uh, that bailout before during the great depression Again, when people think we're in financial turmoil, they start to pull their money from the banks. And so they've got to make it look like jobs are up. We talked about those jobs reports. We talked about all these tweet reports that they utilize to justify different things that they're doing right now and not create a public panic. And so as I read about all of the banks and all of the things that have happened in history where there was a bank run, it eventually attacked the social security system. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it right there. And when we come forward after traffic sports and news, we're going to jump into some cryptocurrency conversations. This is KBLA talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. We are back. We are back. I am just tickled because I want you all to do some homework over the weekend. And I've never, there's a couple of movies that I have suggested that everyone should watch. And I'm going to add this one to my list. So for those of you that don't know, uh, a couple of my favorite movies, and it has nothing to do with being my favorite. There's such a message in these Hollywood movies. And a lot of times we miss it because we think it's entertainment. But I got to tell you, there's actually four which it took me a long time to understand one. But I'm going to just say this really quickly because we're going to wrap this up on this bank run. So one of the first movies is The Truman Show. The Truman Show. Something you need to watch. Definitely not this weekend, but watch The Truman Show. The other one is called In Time. And that's with Justin Timberlake. Watch those movies. And then also The Matrix. A lot of people don't understand The Matrix. You may have to watch it three or four times, but you will soon understand the red pill, the blue pill, and now we orange pill with Bitcoin. But anyway, those are the three. And then the fourth one I'm going to add to my list is Wonderful Life. It's a classic movie and it came out about 1946. It's called A Wonderful Life. You need to watch that because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it explains the banking system and how a run on a bank could shut a bank down. And in this particular movie, there was a couple that had just gotten married and they owned the bank. And instead of them taking their honeymoon, they rushed out and gave all the money that they were going to use on their honeymoon to people to start building their houses. Like they started giving them lending. They started lending the money so that people would be indebted to the bank, of course, and then they would get money back as it came. And they thought on their feet really quick, but unfortunately uh, there was no married couple to run out and start giving the depositors uh, loans on their money for Silicon Valley bank. And so at nine o'clock AM this morning, they actually 
um, closed and depositors, at least those with more than 250,000 are in trouble at Silicon Valley Bank. And we're still waiting to see how much they're going to get back, if anything. I'm going to say that. So we'll leave it there. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into the cryptocurrency side of things, and I'm hoping that you understand, again, how critically important it is moving forward that we are our own banks, that we control our own money, that we loan our own money to our own friends and families if we need to. And when that time comes, we're going to be able to do so. And I'm not talking about today because a lot of us can't make those loans today. But I guarantee you, if you are diversifying that portfolio, you're going to be just good sooner than later. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin right now today is trading at $19,923. It is down in the last hour, 0.38%. It is also down in the last 24 hours, 1.85%. And it's down in the last seven days, 10.68%. And I'm not going to go too long because I got to tell you all about this next incident that just happened. But Ethereum is at $1,410 and it's down. 0.70% in the last hour, in the last 24 hours, 1.8%. In the last seven days, it's down 9.6%. And as I scroll, I see all red, just like I did yesterday. So again, Bitcoin is on sale. Now, as we move into the next thing that caught my eye that you all need to know about, uh, is a story about the bank closing the bank account for Gemini. So Gemini is an exchange similar to my exchange, except it's all 100% online. And Gemini is, has been banking with JP Morgan and JP Morgan, whether they've done it or not, has decided that they're going to close Gemini's account. And Gemini is one of the leaders in Bitcoin transaction and Bitcoin sales. And so, um, this is, has absolutely raised the eyebrow of, well, I wouldn't say this, but all the stuff with FTX and all these other cryptocurrency entities and the fact that Jerome Powell and several other people have warned the banks to not do business with cryptocurrency companies. Again, they're, they can't attack Bitcoin. They can attack other cryptocurrencies, but they can attack the ways by which people are able to get Bitcoin. And so I believe that's what's going on right now. So don't be surprised if JP Morgan drops Genesis. I mean, I mean, Gemini, two different companies, uh, Gemini, which is an exchange. And if you're in LA, you saw buses that had Gemini, uh, advertisement on it. It said the future of money and it had Bitcoin and they were all around Los Angeles. But anyway, that Gemini, the, the Winklevoss brothers are the Winklevoss twins are the owners of that exchange. And so that will probably be going away sooner than later. Their bank account will be going away. And so that's going to push them to get accounts offshore. If they can't find a bank right here in the United States that may be able to bank them and several banks right now still do allow, uh, not several, there's just a very few, uh, amount of banks that allow cryptocurrencies to bank with them. And, um, 
Signature Bank is one of those. So I would just think that they'll probably go over there or they'll move. But JP Morgan did make that announcement. And so we have to know that these things are happening all the time. And we've really just got to look at the warning signals. If they're afraid of Bitcoin, if they're afraid of cryptocurrency, why is that? Why are the banks feeling as though this is uh, something that they should not be a part of? And it, it has nothing to do with fraud. What has something to do with fraud as far as the people that own these banks, which are them, they've been dealing in fraud, but the regular everyday person trying to run a business is not their enemy. However, the mechanism by which the, the money system is changing, that is what they're fighting and bucking against. And so make no mistake about it. They are definitely terrified that all the money that is in the cryptocurrency space has left their banks and it's not causing a bank run, but as these different things happen and people start to wake up and they start to see what happens to the, the truckers in Canada, what happens to individuals that don't do exactly as they're told by the United States. We start to see that our liberties and our freedom and all of those things are but a mere smokescreen and they are ultimately in control. And as that continues to pick back up, I tell you, COVID stopped a lot of the different advocacy things that were going on. There were people taking to the streets about money prior to COVID. COVID. And it's going to start to continue. It's going to pop back up. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will continue conversations about what is going on in this cryptocurrency space. So if you know better, you do better. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. <laughs> Now, now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So we definitely have a few things going on this weekend. And again, if you were intending on signing up for the Ledger and Me 123 and you do not have a Ledger, I ask that you wait until the month of April when you actually have a ledger because I don't want you to have to sit through two hours of learning how to set it up and not have it to set it up along with me because you're going to hit a couple of bumps. You need to understand what's going on and how it's working and those sorts of things. So I would say if you don't have your ledger, please reschedule for April. We don't mind uh, rescheduling you at all, but please make sure you have your ledger in hand. For those of you that do have your ledger or those of you that are thinking about getting a ledger, please reach out to me either 424-317-7373, again, 424-317-7373, or ask Naja Roberts at gmail.com, ask Naja Roberts at gmail.com, and we will get you together so that we can get your ledger to you, well, we can't get your ledger. Buy it factory direct. Don't cut costs. 
Don't try to get a cheaper one online at Amazon because that could be any old random hacker. Don't buy it from there. And I also want to make sure that you know you're going factory direct. So that means we're going to give you the link to go directly to Ledger to purchase that Ledger. It's really, really critically important, especially since between 14 years ago and today, Bitcoin is at 19,000 when in 14 more years, and man, I, how old will I be at 14? Four, in 14 more years, I'll be definitely ready for retirement. So I'm going to be super, I'm super excited about that and what that, what the possibilities of that is based on the thousands of percentage uh, increase that Bitcoin has made since its inception. So I'm just excited about that. So ladies and gentlemen, we have the Ledger and Me one, two, three coming up tomorrow. If you have your ledger, it's not too late for you to register. You can go again to either NajaRoberts.com or ask NajaRoberts at gmail.com to leave me a message or send me a text message. And we'll make sure we get that information to you. And what else um, did I want to share this? Um, well, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, I will be in Chicago, Illinois. And I will be doing a women's event called Limitless for Women. And uh, it's an incredible event. It is with Kara Dentley, who is Dr. James Dentley III's wife. And they have a fabulous platform, a television platform and things of that sort. But I'll be in Chicago for four days. So if you are in Chicago, holler at your girl. We can, <laughs> I will uh, see if we can meet up and we can do something around the hotel where the event is being held for the weekend. So with that, uh, I just wanted to say that. And then also, I am always taking gauges from people that I meet on the street because that's what I'm about. That's what I love. I love helping my community and I, I love making sure that everyone is understanding and safe. And so yesterday I had the privilege of having a home going celebration for my great aunt. And at that repast, of course, we were at the cryptocurrency exchange there in Inglewood and everybody could see that it was a cryptocurrency exchange. And so that invoked a lot of conversation about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and family members that want to know what's going on. And again, I don't beat my family over the head to get involved in this. They hear and they see what I'm doing and then they come along at their own time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people stopped, even people that had invited individuals, they stopped to to really say to me, you know, I lost my money with that Bitcoin thing. And, um, you know, I don't know who to trust in this space because I lost money. I don't know what I was doing and I just didn't care to know anything else. And so I feel their pain. I too felt exactly like they felt at one time that this Bitcoin thing was something that was terrible that had just taken my money. And for me, I did get involved directly in the Bitcoin thing, but it was the exchange that folded and took my Bitcoin, not losing any Bitcoin. And just like all the people that I talked to yesterday at the repast, they gave their money to someone who put it in a superior product and service inside of the Bitcoin ecosystem or the cryptocurrency ecosystem, and they wound up losing their money. And what they know is because investors don't know better, they're just going to kind of just 
say forget it especially in our community we feel like you know we don't have to hold anybody accountable for us losing money and so that's why I feel so very strongly about being accountable as a radio personality first and foremost the safety of the community to make sure that you know things that are going on never telling you uh, never invest more than you can afford to lose. And that's one of the first things that I say to even people that have means, you know, a lot of t- times people are living above their means and you think that they have means and it, you just got to ask if you cannot afford to invest in anything, ladies and gentlemen, please don't right now until you're stable because you stand the risk of losing money in the stock market, which you'll see soon. Uh, And all these people teaching stocks and all of those things, I totally respect that. All the people teaching about currencies, Forex and all of those, absolutely respect that. But things are changing so quickly. And I'm not sure how long a lot of these markets or these asset classes are going to be able to hold themselves up because they've been so artificially inseminated with money in these past several years, you know, just trying to make sure that they're able to squeeze the last dime out before the thing collapses. And so we've got to just be very careful with that. And so ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will do our daily dollar cost average. My goal for you or my hopes for you is that you have acquired your first million Satoshis. No, Bitcoin and Satoshis are not two different things. And when we come forward, you're going to get a small fractional piece of Bitcoin called a Satoshi or whether I am. And I'm so super excited about the numbers of dollar cost averaging every day uh, live on the air since last April. You all are going to see what we were able to do with dollar cost averaging and just about 20 days. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. And so I am super excited. I was just looking at a quick commercial about us coming across country on tour, teaching all the hoods across the United States about what money is, how it works, what we need to be doing, what our next steps are, because it's that time. We've got to get our money right. We've got to get our finances right. We've got to get our economics in place as a community. It is learn or get left. Have money or don't have money. There's not going to be any in between. So we have a tall task in a short amount of time. And that calls for us hitting the streets. And I absolutely love it. Y'all know I love my folks. So I will be on the streets of every hood educating this summer on what we need to do to take our communities to the next level. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. As I say, a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And I'm excited 
excited about that. So we're going to take out our black Wall Street wallet that's on our cell phone and we are going to click the purple circle in the middle. We're going to click on buy an asset. That asset is Bitcoin and we are going to do six dollars one time and I'm going to designate this for my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet and I am going to click continue and voila I have purchased six dollars worth of Satoshis and today I'm getting way more Satoshis than I did a week ago because the price is down. I'm getting way more Satoshis than yesterday because the price of Bitcoin is down. And as the price of Bitcoin declines, I'm not worried about it because I really understand what technology we have in the palm of our hands and how all these macro situations that I've been talking about are going to all narrow down to the fact that people want secure money. And they want money that they can trust and they want money that they can control because at the end of the day, it's going to get really ugly. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley show. You all know I say D.L. is the truth. And we are here on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. I am your host, Naja Robertson. We're building Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Robertson ahead of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.